1: Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahadi, and George Ullman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys.
2: Morning.
3: Good morning. Good morning.
1: Nice and cold out at your house today.
3: Chilly. Yes. It was Frosty. Chilly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had 30 a,
3: 37 at the bottom of the hill as I came down.
1: It was 39 at the bottom of my hill. Um, and I, the only reason why I know that is because the ice warning went off in the car, so I had to watch out that I didn't slide on black ice somewhere. So. <laughs> and, but, yeah, and it you was made chilly, it safely? and it was it was crystal clear at our house too. I mean, there was not a not a cloud in the sky.
2: The Stars would've, are beautiful. Would have
1: been a nice night to get up to watch the uh, yeah. rocket launch. I did
2: <laughs> wake up for said rocket launch, but I did look at my phone and see that it had been postponed before I went out to do it. So. Well, that was lucky. So now I get to get up at twelve fifty-seven tonight. Tonight, or, and do yeah, it again. We're, we're at. So it'll be tomorrow morning. Yes, and try it again. Yeah, on the fourteenth. Although they're expecting a storm to blow through Sunday, and I hope the cloud cover isn't too far in advance of it because it'll mess up our viewing.
1: Well, if it comes in, if it is it coming in from the west? Yes. Oh, well, they may scrub it for weather up there too because they're farther west than we are
2: and they said that uh it was scrubbed last night because of upper level winds were too high interesting so we're expecting a hundredth of an inch of rain tomorrow middle of the day so everybody prepare be careful you
1: know i i can't remember the last time i had my sprinklers on my sprinklers have been off for a long time
2: which is good. Now they're yeah. going to have to raise the rates because there's not enough, <laughs> not,
3: enough usage. Yes, not enough usage. Yeah,
2: not enough. Well, they they are they are already raising the rates. You know, we haven't had any real good rains for
3: quite a while, though.
2: But the cooler temperatures, the overcast, in the dampness. Yeah. yeah. Did
3: Did you get a good rain where you live on uh, Thursday morning? Because we had a like a three or four minute torrential downpour and then just stopped.
2: Yes. Yeah. On I had about the same Thursday morning. Yeah. Same. Maybe about same seven.
3: Thing. Seven fifteen ish.
2: I think it was about a tenth of an inch of rain. Again, not enough to right. soak anything,
3: but keeps it cool, it keeps, keeps it damp, it cool, and yeah. lessens evaporation. Warm.
1: Yes. i well, see. Agreed. According to my phone, neither Poway nor San Diego is
2: expecting any rain in the next ten days. Well, I would consider one one hundredth of an inch of rain not, not getting expecting. any rain. <laughs> yes, so I'm I'm okay with that. You're okay with that? Okay. Yes. It'll probably be a, a heavy drizzle at some point during the day tomorrow. But then it's supposed to warm up during the week after this breezy, windy, westerly storm comes through.
3: Yeah, I was looking at the weather last evening and I think last night was our last really cold night for for a little while.
2: Well, we had that discussion before the last two frosty nights. It was done for the week. And then I
3: wasn't part of that discussion. I think it was you and Brian maybe.
2: Maybe. But late in the day, all of a sudden, a frost advisory popped up. And it was cold, so I went out at 8.30 on Wednesday night? Thursday night. Thursday night. And sprayed some copper spray to see if it inhibited frost formation. I don't know. What's, so, the, what's so what, the phrase?
3: What, what led you to do that since you're bringing it up?
2: Reading yeah. the label.
3: And what did the label say?
2: The label said spraying copper may inhibit Ice nucleating bacteria. And if you don't, if, if frost doesn't have ice nucleating bacteria, it can't form. So I thought I'd try it. And it may have been slightly less in that one area. Maybe it needs to dry or spend First, a little more right. time on the ice nucleating bacteria to inhibit them.
3: You have to spray in advance of the weather. And not as it's happening? Well,
2: I don't know. I did you just, use
3: regular copper, like the, the organic I, copper? Or... I
2: use the ready-to-spray copper spray that I bought last January. That's the January liquid to, cop. Liquid cop okay. to take care of. Remember, I promised you guys on the air that I would go home and spray one day, and I did. And I, while I was down there at 830, um, I sprayed my fruit trees. I figured, you know. What
4: the heck? I have it. Mine is yeah. as well. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. So I did...
4: A couple things.
2: Yes, I would say killed two birds with one stone, but the ice nucleating bacteria didn't seem to work, and I shouldn't say that anyway, right? Right. I just completely lost. So the copper,
1: spray copper spray says it will inhibit yeah, yeah, cross have, production. Yeah, or, yeah, we talked about that yesterday, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I like my new phrase now instead of. Being translaminar is going to be ice nucleating bacteria. Oh, well, there you go. Don't I sound that'll, smart? That'll, that'll come up in oh, yeah. conversation a lot. <laughs> exactly. he'll, he'll, he'll bring it up in conversation a Yeah.
1: Lot. Anytime anytime we talk about copper spray, exactly. it's, it's going to come up. Did you know? <laughs> uh, let's see. We do have classes today in San Diego. It's going to be year-round color for... San Diego Gardens with Chuck McClung. Always a good class when Chuck is teaching. So uh, I would get there. The class starts at 9 o'clock. Uh, get there early so you can get a good parking space and uh, get a good seat. Um, should be a good class. in Poway, it's going to be bare root fruit tree planting and pruning. Um, and Adams, our own Adams from our staff, is going to be teaching that. And he's a wealth of knowledge as far as fruit trees is concerned. So that should be a good class too. That starts at 9.30 thirty. In uh, Poway. Monday, January 15th is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so both stores will be open regular hours. If you have the day off and are looking for something to do, we will be around. Um, next Saturday, January 20th, kind kinda 20th already, um, it's going to be in San Diego, it's going to be Rose Care with Beth Van Boxtel of the San Diego Rose Society, and in Poway, it's going to be Bare Root Roses with uh, Celeste Burns, um, formerly of EB Stone and now uh, a nursery owner on her own up in Santa Barbara but she teaches a very good class
3: yeah she's very good and uh, she has a great presentation that uh, she's done for us a couple times over the last several years
2: I'm drawing a blank as to the name of their nursery up in Santa Barbara that's what I was either um, of you I can't I can't think of it off the top of my head. We'll work on it. We'll figure it
1: out. Uh, Let's see. Not too much going on. Well, let's see. Today in Balboa Park. Today, the thirteenth, there's a Cactus and Succulent Society meeting, show, and sale from eight to five o'clock in room one hundred and one, and then later this month, twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and twenty (coughs) eighth. Excuse me. San Diego Orchid Society Winter Orchid Show is going to Winter Orchid Show and sale is going to be going on um, the 26th, 27th, and 28th. Hmm. Um, Is it
2: Knapp Nursery in Goleta? No.
3: Yes. Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. They bought it from somebody. I thought they changed the name.
1: I
2: don't
3: know. I don't know. Yes, Celeste and Patrick, her husband, Okay. purchased it.
1: Uh, It looks like uh, the last time I saw it, uh, Some pictures of it. It looks like the uh, botanical building is coming along very well in Balboa Park. That's supposed to be done this year, I think. Well, they
2: signed a landscape architect. I just got a story about that yesterday, uh, that they've hired a landscape architect, and they've published the drawings of what they're going to do. And I think in addition to the interior, they're redoing the whole area around it, and around the reflecting pond is what it looked like.
1: Well, I know they redid the facade to make it look more like it did... Uh, when it was originally built back in 1914, I guess it was. Um, But the building used to to extend off the back of the building too farther, and I don't know if they're going to be adding that back onto it or not.
2: Revitalizing the botanical building and gardens is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to restore and enhance an extraordinary public space. Yeah, they're redoing the inside and out, and the drawings have just been published of what they're – Planning on doing? Oh, well, I know they were
1: going to redo the inside because they tore everything out.
3: And Nan Sturman is doing the design for the interior for where the plants are going and what plants. Awesome. Oh,
1: it should be very interesting then. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number we would love to talk to you. Uh, we got more roses in this week. Um, I'm sure they got some in San Diego as well, correct, David? Yes. Okay. And David Austin's came in this week.
2: But they have; they're not they're out. Not, they just not got released yet, yesterday, yet. so they should be available in both stores by Tuesday. Okay. So if you're looking for David Austin's, they will
1: they will be available, just not this weekend. Uh, and the reason why and the delay for that was because they come in from out of state. We have to get them inspected by the uh, ag department. So, but it sounds like they have come in and and signed off on signed off on them. I have not taken that close of a look at the
2: roses this year. They look pretty good. They do. They're they're nice and yesterday when I was pruning, some <laughs> there's some healthy healthy canes some, out there. Well, I was surprised at how much growth is on the tree roses already.
1: I mean they've really popped. They probably have about an inch of growth on them already.
3: Uh, a fair number yeah. of them do. Not even the regular shrub roses are doing really well. And and they're it's always amazing you know the fact that they just came in before Christmas and David and the team cut them up, put them in pots, and they're leafing out. And we typically will have some buds forming and. Ready to bloom in March. In in one of the
2: boxes we got yesterday, one variety had some early growth in the box, which makes me think that they must have taken them, the supplier must have taken them from another box or another area because nothing else had sprouted. And it was like that one variety had been in the box for an extra week or two. Uh, So I don't know where they came from or if they just hadn't, that one variety hadn't been in a cold storage area and they started sprouting. But everything else... Looked tippy tappy, and there were some beefy, beefy varieties. And today we'll get to the start processing the the Austins. Uh, probably not much to see
1: this time of the year, but come March, if you're looking for something to do, uh, get out of the house on a weekend. I would go over to uh, go out to Barona. April, see, yeah. probably April. 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 I
3: think April would be a little yeah. bit better from from the our couple years of experience doing it. Yeah, yeah.
1: but the the rose garden at Barona is a it's a hidden gem in San Diego. It's ab- absolutely stunning. They they do a fantastic job,
2: and they have that big area. Probably a third of it is dedicated to David Austin roses. Yeah, the, and those are the
1: those are the best David Austin roses I've ever seen. Uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan of David Austin roses. I think they they tend to be somewhat rangy and rambly. But they have, have them, the space. If you have the space, they have them. They have them under control, and they look spectacular. The best looking David Austin roses I've. I personally have ever seen. So that's uh, that's at the uh, Rose Garden out at uh, Barona Casino. It is behind the parking structure. They have it very well hidden. You have to kind of look for it. Uh, but if you're out there, it's it's definitely worth going to take a look at. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Um, I found an interesting term yesterday. I happened to happen across an article while I was um, looking around on the Brooklyn Botanical Garden website, which is an which is an outstanding website. If um, you have any interest in in uh, looking at it, and uh, as a matter of fact, now that my son lives in Brooklyn, I'm going to have to go back there and see the botanical garden. Of course, I'll see him, too. But. Well, you know, if he's around. <laughs> if, he's, if, he's, if he's home, yeah. Right. yeah. Is it is it more interesting than ice nucleating bacteria? Yes, yes it, it is. is. Wow. Um, but <laughs> the, the term masting, have you ever heard of that before? I had never heard of it. Um, it says every few years, as if on cue, certain populations of leaves, of trees drop unusually large quantities of acorns, walnuts, other fruits, Nuts and seeds to the ground. This phenomenon is known as masting or mast seeding. Scientists don't know exactly why or how they do it. Um, Masting is, in short, the synchronized production of seeds by a population of plants. In other words, it's a reproductive act that an entire population does together. Oak trees, for example, mast roughly every two to five years because populations can extend across vast swaths of the country this can mean that a red oak on a street in Chicago is hurling acorns to the ground at around the same time as a red oak in the woods in New Hampshire.
2: Wow. That is crazy. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Um I think that is more interesting than that other phrase. Yes, That's it really is. Yeah.
1: It's uh it's very interesting. It's it's a it's a relatively long article. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I I I had never heard that term before, and I had never heard of that. The only thing that I had heard of where that something similar to that happens is uh, when boob, when bamboo, bamboo blooms, yeah, where an entire species will bloom at the same time, no matter where it is, and that happened with um,
2: Mexican the weeping? Mexican
1: weeping bamboo, which got to be a very very popular bamboo. Some years ago, and then it, <laughs> and then you then it all bloomed, it. and it all died, and it, dis- and it disappeared for a while, and then I, I guess people started growing it from seed again.
2: Well, but because of that, when it bloomed, there was a ton of seed then available, mm-hmm. and so it's been plentiful ever since. Yeah. But before that, it was all just divisions, and so now we have all that seed from that bloom that wiped it all out. That was, what, 15 years ago now? Maybe 20? Probably about twenty. I'm, I'm guessing.
3: I wonder if it's a, a function of the maturity of a tree. You know, if every tree is at this age they start doing it, or if it's a climatic thing, or if it's just a a, a number of years pass and it happens. Yeah. What, what I, triggers it? Yeah, they. It, yeah, it, it appears they.
1: Appears they don't. They don't know. Um, but it, it, it's. An, I I just find that fascinating that it. Yeah. It will do it across the country. Just triggers. Yeah. Yeah. Some, something triggers that right. particular that particular species to do that did it
2: mention you say does it across the country is it all or is most of it in the same type of climate zone so it would be growing at the same time or would it be seasonal as as the weather warms up and spring comes do they do it sequentially it implied from what you said that it does it all at the same time, so it must be all in a similar. Well, it says
1: uh, red oaks do seem to be experiencing a mast year across wide swaths of the continent, including northern Illinois, Wisconsin, Ontario, and New Hampshire, and uh, Maryland. Multiple species from oaks to hickories and pawpaws are reportedly experiencing very heavy a very heavy mast year. Yeah, so it looks like it. It looks like it just goes all all at once. Interesting. Yeah, very much so very strange. So, anyway, if you want to read that article, it is available on the um, Brooklyn Botanical Garden website. You know, you click on where it says articles, you click you have to click through a couple of pages, but you'll we'll, we'll you'll post find it on it our Facebook page. We'll find it and yep. we'll put it up there. Uh, let's see. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We are going to go talk to Bob out in Otay. Good morning, Bob. How are you?
5: Yeah, good morning. It hey, was it... Earlier, you mentioned the botanical gardens. Was that in Balboa Park?
1: Yeah, that's what we were talking about, the botanical building in Balboa Park.
5: Yeah, and you said they gutted that, right? Yes, they did. What did they do with the flowers, and do they know what flowers are they going to bring in?
1: Uh, I had heard that the specimens were... Were moved out and uh, put into. I don't know if it was Balboa Park Nursery. Or Probably they were, they were put in. They were put into storage for for replanting. Uh, the smaller stuff, I don't know what happened to that. And then, as far as the new stuff that's going to be added on top of the uh, the original stuff that was saved, I don't know what they're going to do with that yet. I don't know that the, that those plans have been released
5: yet. Yeah, when they say botanical, what does that actually mean? It, Plant?
3: I mean, it, yeah. just
2: a, a,
1: yeah. a collection a, a collection of plants.
3: Oh, that Yeah. Huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you. You are welcome. Have a great weekend.
2: Thank hey, Okay. Take care. It said Spurlock Landscape Architects is who's doing the who's facilitating it. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, but they haven't released released any of the plans or anything yet that I have seen. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go to Chula Vista where Deb is waiting. Good morning, Deb. How are you?
5: Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're doing
1: well. What can we do for you?
5: Well, I have a question about watering bare root trees. I just picked up a spicy nectarine, or nectar plum, rather. And I had always treated my bare roots the same as other young trees. They all get a deep soak uh, about every 10 days. And then I was reading in a a book that it said, don't water bare roots because they're dormant. So now I'm very confused.
2: I would not treat a new bare root tree, I would not treat any newly planted tree, low water, high water, medium water, as as an established tree for at least its first summer, maybe two. And we have had problems with customers treating their, new fruit trees as established fruit trees and not watering them enough uh, because they are soaking them once every week or two, and because they have a limited new root system, they need more frequent irrigations during their, their first dry period.
5: So then what would your recommendation be?
2: Well, the, the Smart aleck David answer and the real answer are both <laughs> as needed, which would be about, I would think, two maybe three times a week uh, during their first summer. And it depends on the weather. It depends on the growth that it's supporting. But I would think at least twice a week. And
5: uh, Okay, and for right now, because it's kind of cold and drear here in San Diego, so would you be watering it every two or three days?
2: No, right now I would water it every probably one to two or three weeks because there's not okay. any foliage okay. for the limited root structure to support And it has been cool and it has been moist. Um, Okay, so so I can
5: continue doing what I I have done in the past.
2: Plant it, soak it, and then wait for extended dry to water it again. Or once the growth begins, that's when you're going to have to start watering more frequently to support that new growth.
3: And I've always thought that once you put it in there, if it's been dry, you do want to keep the the soil around the roots a little bit moist because you're trying to support all the microbial life that's in there. You don't want that stuff to dry out and die with just just because the plants are. Plus, the roots will eventually dry out, and if you've purchased it in from us and it's sitting in all that all those shavings, we're trying to keep those roots damp.
5: Yeah, I, I did get it from from you, and um, have you know I, I tried to be real meticulous, but. Um... Thank you for clearing up the confusion, and I just want to tell you, I really appreciate your show every week. So, Well, thank
1: you. Thank you very much. Thanks for getting up early and listening to us. We really appreciate it. I
5: always do. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank Bye you.
1: Much. Take care. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We have been selling fruit trees like crazy. It's amazing how fast they are going out, and people are buying lots of them multiple, at one time. Ones, yeah. Um, it, yeah, not it,
3: multiples it, like two. We've had people walk out with fifteen, like eighteen, orchards. yeah, twenty really trees. Wild. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And and David and I were talking about it the other day. That between roses and fruit trees, you would think after doing this for ninety five years that the There'd sale of that stuff would start slowing <laughs> yeah. down a little bit. But it it's it's not, and it it just blows me away every year. How many roses and yeah. how many fruit trees both of the stores sell and that's just that's just our two stores i mean there right. there's nurseries all over the country that are selling roses and fruit trees this time of the if, year
6: if i can interrupt uh, i was just having a discussion with my mother yesterday about this because uh it, it's something about getting an orange from a regular grocery store is so different than getting a homegrown from your neighbors or from your own backyard's orange trees mm-hmm. i mean the amount of juice that comes from it and everything it's like, nothing to compare in the slightest. Uh, and very quickly to Bob and Otai Mesa, I just looked it up for fun. Uh, Merriam-Webster gives the definition of botanical as referring to plants. That is the definition, that is it? Uh, I thought it was quite interesting, though, the etymology. Uh, it says it comes from Greek, uh, botanikos, uh, which means herbs, and botane, which means to pasture and herb. Uh, "Baskeen" means to feed and graze. And it also is akin to a Lutheran. Lithuanian word of gutas, which means flock. So no. um, more in- more interesting information on Garden Talk Radio, everybody. So, well, <laughs> th- thank you very much, Brendan. We
2: appreciate that. Yeah, but now he just raised the bar and people are going to have higher expectations <laughs> exactly. of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, he ruined right everything. Question, yeah. You know, you were talking about fruit trees and roses, mm-hmm. and it never ceases to amaze me, the demand, because you would think that the neighborhoods are established and nobody should need any more trees but we went through probably a couple of decades of people getting away from growing things oh that's true and then just what within the last i would say decade people have gotten back into it and i don't know in my mind at all it partially stems from not being able to get lettuce or tomatoes when those early stages of COVID. No, it was no. before that when they had, when we would have outbreaks oh. in the fields and they wouldn't ship any lettuce or tomatoes. And then people started realizing that if you have it in your house, you have total control. Mm-hmm. And that goes for fruits and vegetables and herbs and all the botanicals. What
4: do you think also, if you're going to pay a lot for water, you
3: might as well,
2: might as well get something exactly. for it. Yeah. Well,
3: what to your point that you would think everybody had trees already and, and where were they putting these new trees, I, I speak to a lot of customers that, Rip things out just because it's not performing well. You know, it's been a couple years old and and I I took that out because it's not performing well, and then they're going to try again.
2: You know, I keep buying trees for that reason. Exactly.
3: Well, yeah, but yours are not performing well because you neglect them. I don't water them,
2: yeah. Yeah. But so you just replace them. Usually that's
4: the issue. It's not necessarily neglect, but not knowing what you're doing.
2: Well, how often do we see trees come in, especially. Peaches and plums, where they have bores in them, and the whole tops of the branches are kind of cracked open and they have damage yeah, sunburn, from, from sunburn, yeah, from yeah. being drought stressed.
3: Oh, yeah. Regularly. Yeah. yeah. I know Quite my, often.
2: I know my Spice Z has that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what you're doing, kind of. I know. Kind of. I
2: know why it's doing that. <laughs> right. Yes.
1: If you want to give us a call today, 888 344 1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more. Right after this,
0: get your gardening questions answered by calling eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 1170 Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on
1: KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we were talking about roses and fruit trees before the uh, before the break, and I don't know if it's still true or not, but at one time, the most popular rose that we sold during uh, bare root season was
2: I, Double Delight. That and Iceberg Iceberg the, well, the two most. And I think yeah. Mr. Iceberg— no? Mr. Lincoln is popular. Double delight is popular, but I think iceberg now outshines yeah. both of them. And everybody comes in and asks for that white freeway right. rose. Yeah, right? I'm not and a big it's fan. It's iceberg. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, it,
1: it's it's, double delights though. It,
2: it's okay. I'm not a big
1: fan of double delight. Like I don't double like Double delight. light. I, it, it's. It's just too nice. I don't. it's
3: fragrant. It's pretty. Yeah, I understand why you don't like it,
2: Ken. It's, it, I, it tastes like dirt. There's, well, it probably does. Um, it is. A, yeah. It's a double delight for your senses, both eyes and smell. Well, yeah. the
1: fragrant side of it, I, I'll give you that. But I, I just don't think it's that great of looking
2: rose. Myself. Well, the Fair plant, enough. it's not that strong of a plant usually, but the roses are. I think incredible and the fragrance is very strong and it's it's a individual fragrance you can recognize the smell of Double Delight and the colors the the blend of red and white varies throughout the season with with the temperature change it's almost like a brand new rose every week.
1: Yeah see the only one that I ever saw that I thought really looked nice was um, it was years ago Uh, my mom and dad were in Portland and they went to the um, Portland Rose Garden and it the And he took pictures of it up there. And it's a completely different plant in Portland right. than it is down here.
3: Well, there are lots of plants that look better or different, well, like it, where it, there's more rain and water. and Now, see, if, it's,
1: if, if Double Delight looked like it did in Portland here in San Diego, I would
2: probably like it more. Well, I'll bet it could. And now we'll have to well, I don't go on know. a field trip to the Bur- Memorial Port- Rose Garden at Barona this April... And see what the double delight roses will like. bring
3: you. Some, we'll bring some in for you. We have some, and it's one of Capri's favorite uh, bloomers in the yard because of the fragrance and to David's point, the colors. It it, it varies, and they look really, really nice. Yeah. Once,
2: once again, Mr. Anderson, you're just wrong about this. Let's see. You're different Ken. for for fragrance. That's what I meant. For fragrance, I I think it's hard to
1: beat Fragrant Cloud. It's it, very it, fragrant. It's True. incredibly fragrant, and it's and it has a very unique fragrance to it. Uh, if you smell it, you you know what it is. And it's an interesting color, too. It's kind of a kind of See, a coral red color. Yeah. So you
2: have the same attachment to Fragrant Cloud, and I say meh to fra- Fragrant Cloud, that I have to double yeah, the light for all go. the exact fair, same reasons. Fair is, So in matters of enough. taste,
3: you might say there can be no dispute? De Gustavus, yes. I, Exactly. I, I could say that.
2: I, so I like that he wasn't wrong, he was different. He was is that what you yes, said? He's not wrong, he's
3: different. Thank you. Yeah.
2: yeah. It, it, you know... We, uh, Mark had mentioned Mr.
1: Lincoln. That dates back to, it's what, a, from like 50, 50 yeah. 53 I, or 54?
3: It, 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 50, Chrysler Imperial and Mr. Lincoln are very similar, and one of them is 64 and one of them is 56. Well, I well, forgot gonna, which way. <laughs> I'm going to
2: throw a third one into that mix because I pruned some yesterday. was Oklahoma. Oh, yes. It's all part of the same. I mean, they look similar. similar right, very yeah. fragrant.
3: I, I like Mr. Lincoln. I think it's a
2: beautiful rose, very fragrant. I think
1: Mr. Lincoln and Chrysler Imperial are both
2: It, it was yeah. the Mr. Lincoln, really Lincoln rose roses. that a customer introduced me to. It's on the blue side of red. And Olympia, mm-hmm. Olympiad There's was on, a, on the orange side of red. And I never thought about that before that time. That's interesting. I usually just
3: say that the the Mr. Lincoln's a darker red, so I guess that would... It's
2: blue versus
3: orange.
2: And the
1: Olympiad came out for the uh, Los Angeles Olympics in 1984.
3: Well, since you're on Mm -hmm. the roses here, another one that we have that we like, unfortunately we're not selling it, is a red intuition.
2: No, we only found that by a mail
3: order well, yeah that but that is a beautiful it, what i know capri loves to make cutting cut flowers out of that because it's it holds for a very very long time when you put that in inside in a vase it just stays you know
2: red, yes red intuition yes yeah, it's the with that one. One. it was red and it was kind of it's kind of pepperminty with different colors of red and it was one of the roses
3: but it's not as pronounced as peppermint there's not a big it, striking is it the, contrast is, is between is
2: it, is it a striped one it's speckled more isn't yeah, it yeah it's kind oh. of
3: uh, red with like darker red or bl- almost black um lines through it hmm.
2: and we were introduced to it from the rose shows in Poway it was one of the it was a winning bouquet that the Streepers brought in way back when and it really is a neat neat color combo and i think we have a 20-gallon red intuition in the back with your name on it. Oh, maybe. It's still it's still there. But that's a rose when you're pruning. You are looking for things that we should be doing cuttings of, George. Yes. Maybe red intuition. That's how mine I'm, is.
3: That's how mine is. Didn't I give you a red intuition once?
2: I might still have one. But, but, but alive, it's time I mean. To do, no, no, I think I okay. still do have one alive. But it's time for you to do more just in case when I get to that area, <laughs> yeah. it's not there anymore.
1: Um, what was the...
2: What was the Memphis. rose that, that my, my dad really liked? Peter, oh, Peter
4: Frankenfeld? Yes.
2: That's, yeah. There was one other one, too. Well, I'm sure Peter Frankenfeld, I think, was Is the, that one, that the one. That I, was I the one he that he liked. that one for a while. Describe, Describe well, it. Dolly Parton was one of his favorite favorites, and we always had to have Dolly Parton in the store.
1: Yeah, but Frank and I remember. Frank Peter felt because himself. because he couldn't find it. That's the thing is, yeah, he was always we, chasing it, we always chasing always it. Um, it yeah. And Fr- I think it was a, Fred it was Fred it Was Fred Edmonds yeah. up, yeah, yeah. up in Oregon? Oregon yeah. But whenever we would think about it to yeah, it order it, it was too late. Yeah. So we we never. I don't think I don't think we ever got one. I don't think we did either. And I'm trying to remember what was so great about that no, rose. I don't. I, don't it's, it's been either. so long since I've seen it. Um, are you looking but, up Peter Frankenfeld, George?
3: I'm trying to find it. Yeah, not familiar with it at all. Didn't we order it one year and they we, wouldn't ship it to yes, us? They, yes,
2: they knew who we were and they didn't want to send it. I yes. think you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They. When I ordered mail order, reputation so, preceded us. Yes. Memphis <laughs> Music's the guy didn't want to send them to me because he thought I was going to propagate them and cut into his business, and I never did. And I told him I wouldn't. But, it was Memphis Magic, the one with the the dark dark deep blood red with the yellow streaks in it do you have Memphis magic or music
3: well it depends I thought it was a Memphis magic do I have it backwards by, by the person that gave me the plant but I think it's actually the music
2: the one I have right now that you I think gave me a cutting of is music which is just the dark red right and magic has the, has the yellow in stripes it. in it yeah. right
3: I and mean, that's what I thought I was getting and it wasn't but that, that's also a very pretty rose but it's not very fragrant
2: no, it's not. But yeah. it's a beautiful color combo.
3: So Frankenfeld is a. I'm looking just at some pictures of it. It's a mm-hmm. pink. It's like a very. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a
1: very a, a really very nice formal.
3: Yeah, formal it looks paint. like a hybrid tea. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is a hybrid yeah. tea. So, um, yeah, we looked for that for
2: years. Yeah,
1: years, and I don't even remember where we. Where he saw it, it must have been a. It must have been a. Rose. The ro- the maybe rose yeah, maybe I it was
2: at the at the Rose Garden in Portland, next to the Double Delight. Well, maybe. So uh, are you
3: are you putting any roses in this year? Since I, you know, well, you're out so there here's my goal. Day.
2: Here's my intent. Since you asked, I have a lot of roses still in containers that are waiting to be planted, from one to three years ago, and maybe this year. Not maybe. Yes, this year I will do it. Okay.
3: We are actually going to move. I'll believe it when I see it. Exactly. Well, you heard it here first, so we'll we'll break, we'll find out. Every week we'll ask. But we have a bunch of roses that I thought were going to get enough sun where they're sitting, and they're just not. So we're going to move them a little bit further north. They're getting too much shade from the Tipu Tipuana.
2: Well, now's a perfect time it, to It's do the that. plan the next couple of weeks. You're going to trim them back first?
3: Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. And then we might have to get a couple more.
2: <laughs> That's what the gopher did for me. So I cut it, it trimmed the roots, and so it... I cut the top back and moved it and replanted, it and it's coming out fine.
3: Have you found gophers being a little bit more act, uh, uh, more of a population this year than normal, or am I just imagining it?
2: it? It could be both, but I have seen a lot of gophers, and I blame myself for letting them get out of, out of hand. I had them under control after my first year or two at the property, and then I was... Little overconfident little and I complacent. Didn't, yeah, I got complacent. That's a better, better word. Yes, because I had them under control, so I let them go for a while, and then now I'm trying to recontrol.
3: You let them go for a while. <laughs> go see for. See what it. you did there.
1: If you want to give us a call, 1170 is the number. We're going to go out to El Cajon where Andy is waiting. Good morning, Andy. How are you?
4: Good morning. Doing well.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, I was calling because um, I have some uh, roses that I'm going to be moving. And they've been there for oh, more than ten years. And my question is, what is the proper way to do that? Would I put them in buckets, and then uh, until I get a spot to move them in, or would I? Uh, well, what would I do? I, I would well, try. Yeah. And- I mean, if, if if you don't have a place to put them right away, you have to put them in a container of some sort. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you'd to you want to you want to cut them back? What your normal winter pruning. Uh, so cut that. them, yeah. Cut them back to about four, maybe five canes, about twelve to fourteen inches long. Then dig as big a root ball as you can as you can muster and get it out of the soil. Um, and you don't need to wash the soil off of the roots or anything. You can leave the root ball intact and then either have the have a new hole ready for it to go into, or have a container the appropriate size for it to go into, and um, just treat it like you would a, a, a new rose. So if I cut some of
2: the um, the root set of it extended, it won't hurt it.
1: Not really. No, no. no we, I mean, if you if you think about it, you look at you look at bare root roses. I mean, they basically get ripped out of the ground um, yeah. and have the soil washed off of them. So the, they they lose they lose some of their root system, but they they're very resilient and they will they will come back. It's it's pretty tough to pretty and, tough to kill them.
2: And doing it during the dormant period yeah. is the time yeah. because yeah. there's very little stress yeah. on the root system. But the most important thing you could do in moving them, is find the place where they're going to go so you can just put them in a hole in the ground and don't have to try and make them fit into a container. So if you, can, if, they're, if you if know where feasible, they're going to right. go, get that part ready, cut them back, move them, and replant them, and they'll come back out very quickly. Okay. All right, fellas. Thank you very much.
1: And okay. If, and if you
3: want to practice, you can come up and help me. I'm going to move a bunch of them if you want to get some insight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks for the call Andy. Have a great weekend.
2: You bet, thanks.
1: Okay, take care. If you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this. With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahadi, and George Allman. And we are going to head up to North County to Vista where Fran is waiting with a rose question. Good morning, Fran. How are you?
4: Hi, great, guys. Um, I was in, uh, I don't know, a couple of days ago uh, to look at the roses that you had. And I mean, the number and different varieties was overwhelming. And that's not the way to pick out a rose bush. Is to be pressured. So I talked to the guys, and they said, "On your site, which I had, I'd forgotten about it. You have the list of all of the roses, the scent, the colors, the blooming period, and everything. Mm-hmm. It's well done." So I've made my suggest my uh, selection, uh, but I've learned I'm not going to be like David this year. <laughs> I am going to have the whole dug, prepared, ready to go. Then go down and buy them, and then come home and plant them. Uh, But there's a question I have. I have four uh, gallon rose bushes that have been in the pot, I think, for four years. So maybe I beat David on that part of it. No, you've kept yours
3: alive, Fran. So you, you haven't beat you. Definitely beat David.
4: I mean, they still bloom and they're doing great. But I think it's time for me to plant them. So um, any suggestions on how I go about it since it's probably uh, root-bound and um, what, what, uh, well, what, what my procedure would be? Why don't you why
2: don't one of you who well, I was actually say, does this? Well, I
3: was going to say essentially the same thing we described with the digging them out of the ground. You cut them back, if you haven't done that already, and then pull them out. If they are root-bound, you can cut the roots back a little bit and spread them out and shape them just the way David does okay. when he pulls them out of the box. He cuts them and gets yes. them ready to go. So that's what you need okay. to do.
2: If there's a tangled mat of roots at the bottom of the pots or the sides of the pots, I'd rip that open. I would cut them back maybe even a little bit more than you normally would and put them in the ground, and they should explode with growth over the next quarter.
4: Take off. Oh, okay. And then I have one rose bush. Uh, The poor thing, I don't know, and and it does have thorns on it, but something comes and eats it. Not the other roses that I have, but just this one. And if it keeps it up, I mean, I've already had one little stem coming out now because they ate all the rest of it. So I put a barrier around it and see if that helps. But do you have any idea what's eating it?
1: Uh, I've seen rabbits eat roses. I've seen rabbits eat roses. Uh, Usually it's the softer, newer growth uh, that they will get into.
3: Um, We've watched, uh, Capri and I were at the, the Rose Garden in Balboa Park, and we watched a squirrel chew off a big piece of rose cane Hopped to the other side and sat in front of us eating it with thorns on it. Oh. So we've watched oh, yeah. it happen with squirrels.
1: And I know uh, I I don't know if you if you're in an area that has it. Uh, we still have some. We still have a few up in in my neighborhood in Scripps Ranch, but deer can also eat roses oh. as, as well.
4: Yeah, no, I don't have deer, but I do have squirrels and I do have the rabbits. But I and it's only picking on that one poor little rose. Bush. i don't know there why, must be but, yeah
1: must be something about that particular one that it finds rather tasty yeah yeah, and yeah
2: appetizing <laughs> sometimes it's location too it's closer where to they, their place where they can get to or yeah yeah and where they could hide and things like that yes
4: i oh, don't know this is why did they open and uh, but i do know that they do like the rosemary bush um and they go and they've got probably a nest in there i should go out there and beat the branches (laughs) off a little bit get them to relocate and then of course I've got the gopher problem I look I go in the backyard and it looks like a Swiss cheese all the gophers but I put the traps out and everything and then I heard that if you put blood meal uh, if if everything's dry and you put blood, uh, blood meal on top of it they tend to uh, go elsewhere because of the blood meal i don't know if that's true or not and i haven't tried it yet either and i'm yeah. i'm desperate to try anything i have point. heard
1: i have heard that as well i don't
3: well that's one of I've, the products we sell mm. is called rabbit scram and the main ingredient is blood meal yeah and so i've, I've tried it as an experiment um and i've watched the rabbits kind of like power through it to go to where they wanted to go anyway but uh, I would just be cautious putting too much blood meal where you're going to be going to be growing things because that's going to be a lot of quick release nitrogen and over time you can burn your plants.
4: Oh, 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 that's good to know. Yeah, okay. yeah,
1: be careful with it. If you're gonna if you're gonna try it, be careful with it because it, it 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 does release nitrogen very quickly and it's and it's relatively high in nitrogen and, and it can it can burn.
4: Okay. Oh, that's good to know. So. Uh, I think I'll wait off on trying the uh, blood meal for a while. And if you and enough.
3: one other thing, Fran, if you have a dog, dogs love to lap up blood meal, and it doesn't end up pretty. So no, don't, don't let them do my, that.
4: Yeah, I lost my little one two years ago, which was just another thing. Listen, guys, I really appreciate your show and your classes and everything, and you're the best of all the garden centers in San Diego County. Well,
1: thank you very Hi. much, Fran.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. we, we appreciate it you have a great weekend and thanks for calling
4: and bu- and all of you too thank okay. you
1: thank take
2: you. care um i forgot what i was gonna say well we <laughs> should put, probably put a check in the mail did we get her yes. address yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: we we know her
2: yeah uh, let's, uh... I,
3: if i can go back to when brendan was talking about mom and, and fruit from the backyard um when customers ask me when we're in the bare roots section, David, we've talked about this a lot, what's the best fruit? And I say, they're all good. They're, if you're growing yeah. it in your backyard, yeah. unless you, you have an aversion, like what's the best peach? If, if you have an aversion to a peach, then don't get peaches. But if you just want a peach, you're growing them in your backyard, they're all Any good. Any one of them. They're, so they're all great.
1: Well, you know, to to, to that end, um, it was about a, I guess it was a couple of years ago, I was at the Vons in my neighborhood and walking through the produce section and I bought Caracaran, they had caracara navels. I brought them home. Horrible. It was a horrible,
2: <laughs> horrible fruit. They're, they're processed. They've been, when I say processed, they've been preserved and they get, it takes a long time from the tree to your mouth when they go through the stores. And I've never liked store bought citrus, right. citrus in particular. Yeah, and but that, those
1: were, those were particularly bad. I mean, it, when I say bad, it didn't taste bad. It just had no, it flavor. Had no flavor. It, it has right. no right. flavor All to it. All the acids have broken yeah.
2: down. There's no flavor yeah. left. The only place that I will buy oranges if I need them is at the swap meet. There's a guy who fills up his truck in Riverside, at the mm-hmm. groves up in Riverside, and he brings them straight down. And that's where I used to get oranges for mom and dad for juicing. We're mm-hmm. in the naval season, so they're not. I don't like them as much, but they're still – that's not a good juice orange. Yeah, but it's
3: it's a great eating orange. No, they're Love no, the they're, tables, as far as yeah. as far as eating yeah. is concerned,
1: they're they're, they they're a, table, a table too. a table a table orange. They're
2: the they're the best. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, don't buy citrus and plant it, and just buy it at the stores. But once you taste your own homegrown citrus, you can never go back.
1: Yeah, I my grandparents had a. They had a Valencia orange tree in their backyard, and my grandmother used to my grandmother used to harvest the Valencia oranges in the summertime. We always had fresh orange juice, and it was just it was it was outstanding. It
2: was incredible, incredibly good. Fresh citrus is unbeatable. Hopefully, we'll still have some in this county in the next no kidding, <laughs> yeah. year or two. five or ten years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll see. Uh, classes again today um, in San Diego. It's year-round color for San Diego Gardens with Chuck McClung, and that starts at nine o'clock. At nine thirty in Poway, it's going to be bare root fruit tree planting and pruning with Adams from our staff. That's at nine thirty. And don't forget Martin Luther King Day on Monday, and both stores will be open regular hours. So if you're going to be out and working in your yard on this long weekend. Uh, we
2: will be around to to help you out. Anything else that we need to go over? Well, let me think about that for a moment. Well, you know, no.
3: I, I, I pulled a David. David was getting something out of the back of my car the other day and told me there were ants, so I had soil in the back before. So I went to look what the ants were in, and I had a bottle of liquid copper f- to spray my trees that I bought three or four weeks ago that i forgot it was the backup because i already had a little bit but, but i did the same thing i purchased something left it in the car and never used it
2: yeah. I, I set a reminder on my phone last night that i had three one gallon rose trimmings in my trunk and to remember to take them out and then <laughs> i still put my shoes on and went out and forgot what you were looking for forgot to get them so they're yeah. still in my trunk three three rooted how's rose that reminder bushes? working so maybe that's what we should talk about. You need about. a reminder for your reminder.
1: Yes, yes. You've been listening to the Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back next week with another hour. Have a great weekend, everybody.
0: Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's expert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.